Right, hello, good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Stories with Sash podcast. You join me again, Sash, for another episode where we're going to be talking about motoring-related topics. Today, you also join me with two, I'm not going to call them guests, they're basically part of the furniture now. It's Mike and Rob. Hello, chaps. How are we? All good, thanks, Sash. You all good? Thanks, Sash. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, look, like we say... Mike is only down the road from, well, I say down the road. A very large road called the M4. Yeah, you know, he's down the road in the, uh, in, the, in the Bristol area. And my mate Rob, he's over in, um, well, the other side of the world in Abu Dhabi. So like I say, thank you for both giving up your time to do this. Um, so first and foremost, chaps, what's been going on? How's everyone's week been? Because it's only a week ago since we last spoke, really, and did a podcast. Um, go on, hit me. Anything... Anything at all? Anything motoring related or updates or anything? Go on, just tell me. Stone cold silence. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a bad I, week for me, I won't lie. In terms of uh, doing anything, <laughs> I've done precisely bugger all. Um, Annoying in a good way. It's not, not one of them weeks where you've been like, you know, relaxing and lounging around. It's just been nothing of value has been added by this week. <laughs> Really? Wow, that must that sounds well even even in terms oh, of Oh yeah, work. no, work works different. I mean in my in my personal life. Right, okay. That's fine. I just thought maybe you've gone through a little bit of a like a like a lull or something like that. And maybe you maybe maybe we need to turn this podcast around and talk about counselling or something like that. But no, it seems that's that, just you know, the only days that I've had off have been this weekend. I took a, a lovely trip right. in, in the Beamer down to Cornwall. Well you've yeah, been to Cornwall. Got back today. Oh right, okay. Cool, yeah. cool. Okay, well, that's that's something. You know, you took the beam. Yeah, but it wasn't, um, as we've discussed previously, it, it, it's not, uh, that isn't what you'd call, you know, taking out for a spin. Just M5, no, true, A30. True, true. There you go. True, true, true. I'm with you. Actually, funny enough, I actually came back from my hometown today in the jet fighter. It's not a um, jet fighter. Oh, okay. Well, well, have you got anything interesting to say? Because I actually have. Uh, oh, is that why you asked? So you, just, you just want us to... I might just eat up some time then on that basis. I, I already told him that he'd done nothing. So he's still led with... What have you been doing this week? Yeah, That's no. Brilliant. I haven't, to I, I haven't been doing a great deal. I did manage to get the golf into a spin, though. Quite literally. Right. Yeah. A spin. A, a, full, a full wheel Well, I went spin. and found a, a, a full yeah. roundabout. Um, and right. to see how quickly I could go round the roundabout before things broke traction um sounds really right. safe i like it well there was no one there it's like a three lane it's like you find that here like roads get built because there's this new best development ever it's going to be the place to be and they build all the roads and then 10 years later someone thinks about maybe putting up a fence to start building an apartment block so there's like proper bits of town that are built with nothing out of it, just roads basically um so the question I have is, what speed did you achieve before you broke track? Well, see, so I was doing 95 kilometers an hour around a roundabout, which is nearly 60 miles an hour, uh, which I thought was impressive. It, the wheels were, the tires were squealing like little piggies. But then um, a local person came uh, in their Nissan patrol and dragged a load of sand across the roundabout. And then I ended up perpendicular to the roundabout, um, which was unfortunate because um, I was having a lot of fun. So what you... So you were being basically a yobbo on the streets of Abu Dhabi, yeah. um, <laughs> trying to drift your, um, there's no other word for it, little German hat yes. round, 
round uh, roundabout. Okay, I mean, I got quite a lot I of tire smoke, yeah, which is good yeah. fun. Yes. How are the conditions of your um, tire? Uh, they they smell expensive when I when I use the vehicle. Right, they smell like right. um, yeah, they're going to need to be uh, retired fairly shortly. Which is uh, right. What are you running on? Good years. Conti's. Conti Sports. Conti. Oh, oh, real tire. Very exotic. I might go for P zeros next no. time because uh, it's not quite getting the grip I need from the Contis, you know. But the no, thing is, like soft no. compound tires here just don't make sense because the road's like 120 degrees in the summer. <laughs> say a soft compound tire would just melt at that point, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, like a liquid compound tire. Well, that's why they, that's why the Contis are kind of knackered now because <laughs> it was kind of warm. <laughs> well. I would also, maybe not this time, but in a separate episode, I'd actually like to talk about, it's going to sound really boring, but about tyres. Um, because I think a lot of people out there don't actually understand the importance and the relevance of tyres, and particularly in the application of F1 and stuff like All that. All three of our listeners have just tuned out when you said, oh yeah, I'm going to do a podcast yeah, about tyres. Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> turn it round because um, I, like I said, been driving the jet. You shot down some MiGs uh, over the North Atlantic. I have. I've used my night. Have panel you managed to land, day. perfect the carrier landing in your jet fighter? I have. Them. Hang on, would a carrier uh, landing no. be like that bit in the Italian Job where they kind of drive the minis into the back of the truck? Is that like the road equivalent? If you have a jet fighter for the road, as you keep insisting on calling it, if you manage yeah. to drive it into the back of a car transporter truck, is that equivalent to landing on an aircraft carrier if you're a jet fighter? A jet fighter. Rear-ending uh, a truck in your brand new car. No, no, because you have to put the ramps uh, down, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose yes, but I wouldn't really thought about it that way. I mean, when I was thinking, like you know, jet fight for the road. Actually, well, what I, what I actually discovered this weekend is I actually didn't sleep in it a full night, but I tried out what it'd be like as a bed in the back of it, and I got it. Uh, like professionally cleaned on the outside and blah 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 and it now looks very sparkly your, but your tinder date out, ideas are getting roomy. even worse what, your what tinder ideas? date ideas oh hello darling would you like to go and sleep <laughs> in the back of my jet fighter for the road no well, you know what i've actually had a lot of interest since, <laughs> since, I've, since i've put since i've put on my bio that i own a jet fighter you know how many matches i've got now well, and then immediately, as soon as you say, oh, actually, it's a Saab. It's a Saab 9.3 yeah, from the mid-noughties. Immediately unmatched. But don't look at Sash on Do Tinder you... and think, that man is a fighter pilot. Hang on, why Do not? You, you got... Do you, you look my... like Tom Cruise in Top Gun? Or Val Kilmer? Uh, no. Mm, no. 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 But I, I've, I've got a fighter bomber jacket. Right. Right. So, basically, I'm Chuck Yeager, aren't I? No. No, not at all. No. no. Okay. Well, I mean, look, the point is, like, at you best know, you're a Ryanair um, pilot, they, they... mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. A jumbo I... jet for the road. Thank you, chaps. As usual, you've been. Well, all I'm going to say is that once I actually show them the jet fighter, I've never had a date afterwards. Ah. So I don't, I don't really know oh. why I'm going wrong, to be honest. The but, easy um, jet fighter for the but, road. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, that is what's well, going to. Okay. Your, your Stelios, uh, whatever his name is, that big fat Greek guy who owns EasyJet. Oh yes, well he's he's been on the phone this week because he's been so impressed with my 
uh, with my uh, fleet, <laughs> my jet fighter. Fleet. You're gonna so, paint um, your car orange now. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. I said, and I will sell like um, expensive, horrible sandwiches. And when you pick up, and, when you pick up uh, Tinder dates, you're gonna charge them extra if they bring a handbag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, well, as as Mike will agree with me, it's weight, and weight means more fuel. More fuel means more cost. I can't say in any way do I agree with you on this. Actually. Well, you're, you're on your own here. <laughs> that, when, Mike, so when when Nikki gets in the point. car, she's brought a bag with her. She's like, you're looking at her like you're going to pay for that extra fuel. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuel is money, Rob, and this is important. This is very important. Um, but I feel, I feel we may have gone slightly off topic, but not that there was a particular topic. It was just how has everyone's week been? But um, going on to sort of the main meat of today's podcast, um, we've got a few topics that we'd like to talk about. But first and foremost, I want to kick things off about something that we just can't get away with not having, um, and that is car insurance and more specifically insurance fraud now i don't know about you chaps in particular but i've had um i've known a lot of people and including myself that have had or nearly become victim of a bit of insurance fraud so let me just paint the picture for you so this week or last week should i say my brother has a mark ii vw golf Right. And uh, he had a little accident in which he ended up going into the back of this lady in an Audi A1. Right. Now, paint this a 1990s, you know, Gulf versus a brand new Audi A1. Which one do you think sort of came off worse? I would say the new one. I was going to say because older cars are generally made of. Have zero crumple zones. Yeah, they're a little bit made out of harder material. Solid box section steel. Yeah, but then also it's a German car. So if anyone was going to develop a crumple zone in the late eighties, it would have been the Germans. Well, in fact, your theories in this particular case are wrong because looking at both cars just from a visual perspective, not looking too integrally. Um, my brother's Golf did come off a lot worse than her car right so visually speaking her car literally only had a scratch on the bumper and on the lower bit which they call a diffuser which i absolutely hate because it's a fucking a excuse my language it's an a1 right and why does it need a diffuser but that's beside the point anyway need to get um, that you know you need to make sure that all your air is nice and nice and slippery well clear. this is the, the thing i mean Splitter i'm sure front. rob can tell tell us loads about diffusers um and why an a1 might well need when you talk one. about but aerodynamic point, drag Despite the fact that less than it's about a quarter of the surface area of the car is on the bottom of the car, more than half the aerodynamic drag comes from how the underside of the car interacts with the road. In an Audi A1. In any car. In any car. Doing twenty miles. An in hour. any car. No, no, it's in any car because of because the underside is like a flat surface and it's moving over another flat surface. You cause so mm-hmm. much turbulence and so much resistance in the air in that gap. That is where your that is where most of your drag comes from. So a properly designed floor to any car will cut down your fuel consumption, for example. So if you design a diffuser into it, it's not designed to give you downforce. It's designed to save you fuel and aerodynamic noise. Well, Rob, you do realize we've lost our We own have now lost our own now. listener, yeah. But um, I just thought it was something yeah, interesting. Exactly. But this is something that Mike is now going to go out after this and be fabricating a floor for his BMW because it's going to save him two miles to the gallon. 
<laughs> um, so I something just like that <laughs> would suit a diffuser actually I could see what anyway but that's beside the point so the point I was trying to uh, get to was really the fact that my brother's front bumper was sort of crumpled it needs a new bumper the crash bar behind it that was um, broken as well um, and it had gone into the radiator it didn't split the radiator it wasn't leaking but the radiator was pretty messed up so it needs all these bits and pieces mm-hmm. right um so looking at the cars, blah, 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 initially, my brother's a young 21-year-old guy. They kind of come to a conclusion where it would be, basically make more sense, especially for him, but for both parties in terms of hassle, to not go through the insurance, right? And fair enough, blah, blah, those people do it every day. There's intricacies and legalities around that, blah, blah. But from this point of view, that seemed like the most sensible thing and the easiest thing to do, mm-hmm. right? Anyway. She then went off to go get a uh, quote for her bumper and her diffuser, which came to about about 900 quid, right, to get it repainted. I'm not sure whether, I don't think it needed an actual new bumper or diffuser, but it obviously needs to be sand back, paint, professional, blah, blah, blah. Fair enough, yeah? Paintwork's expensive. We all know mm-hmm. this. Um, anyway, then she starts apparently faffing around saying, Ooh, Did she have whiplash? Yeah. Um, well, this is the thing. I was speaking to my brother about this. He's like, don't be surprised if she's trying to claim for whiplash. He's like, we were going like 15 miles an hour. It's like, technically speaking, you can get whiplash from anything above six and a quarter miles an hour. You can get whiplash hour. from getting into bed too fast. Well, this is the thing. But I mean, no, she's not claiming for any whiplash or anything she of that nature. There, as, 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 thing, as things stand at the moment, I don't know how they progress. But basically... Um, then she was saying, oh, no, I want to go through the insurance and blah, blah. Anyway, cut the long story short. They were like, well, basically, um, if you don't want to go through the insurance, we're happy to do that. But basically, it's going to be 900 quid for the paintwork on the bumper and the diffuser. But we've been told that we should change our rear seats of the car as well, which is an extra 200 pounds per seat. Sorry. Hang on a minute. How bad is the damage? It's a scratch. She needs to change the rear seats. Is that because yes. the passenger who's sitting this... in the back shat himself? Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, though, even if he did, it's, it, it had leather, so it's easily, you know, wiped down. Uh, I don't know, mate. Fine, if someone had shat you know? themselves in the back of my car, I'd definitely be billing them for it. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole new interior. But... Absolutely. Yeah, You'll never I... get the smell of that. It's like when a kid's sick in the car. That just That just smell always lingers. Or actually, to be fair, Rob, you do need a new interior anyway because you spilt like air freshener juice. So that's only a problem. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but everywhere. that's not like there's, there's air freshener smells nice, not in high concentrations, as I found out. But shit does not smell good in any concentration, as I'm sure everyone's no, aware. You're, you're right. <laughs> did you? Did anyone? Ever anyone who's ever taken a poo knows that poo smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, you're right, you're right, Rob. If you take a poo, it doesn't smell nice. But going back actually to fun. Oh, we've lost him. Oh, sad. It's all right, because I'm going to make my passengers wear nappies now. <laughs> we've already degraded the toilet. <laughs> it's only taken four podcasts. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's completely gone. Our host is gone. Yeah. This means, Mike, we have absolute free reign of the podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. 
Should we just change his entire podcast? Could just change his entire podcast. Oh, he's back. Our plan for world domination has been been stifled. We definitely weren't planning a hostile takeover. No. um, Yeah. So basically, sorry, before I got cut off, what I was saying was basically, um, I'm going to plug them here as well. The Car Throttle podcast told a story about somebody who basically left a bag of prawns in the back of their boot of their like BMW Z4. And they were clearing it out frantically and they forgot this bag of prawns and then went on holiday for about three weeks right? <laughs> in the middle of summer. Right. Yeah. And his dad was looking after his car and basically it was like, I don't know what it is, but something doesn't smell right in here. And he was like, nah, I think it's just your imagination. Basically, long story short, came back from holiday, found this moldy bag of prawns that I just, I don't even want to, I can't even oh. begin to imagine what that even looked like. Um, and basically never managed to get rid of the smell completely. Like, he tried everything, right? So, I mean, the, talking of leaving things you don't want to leave in the car, like, I'm a responsible dog owner. So I've what I've done, you obviously pick up after your dog, right? And right. if there's no bin, just put it in the boot of the car and you're going to go and just put it in the bin when you when you get home. Um, and like I've gone out and walked the dog in the morning and then got in the car late afternoon and gone... What the hell is that? Oh no! Right, I need to take that oh, out of the boot. That's cool. <clears throat> but it's only for like that a, that's only like a few hours, right? And obviously, like you drive around with the windows down, smell goes, no problem. Yeah. Mm, mm. And uh, then you just spill an air freshener everywhere to get rid of it. Um, obviously. Yeah, but this that. is the thing. I mean, so I mean, I mean, we've gone wildly off topic again. Sorry, but basically, um, going back to this insurance thing. <laughs> Um, there was no funny smell in her car or anything. Nobody had pooed themselves or weed themselves or anything <laughs> like that in her car, as far as I'm aware. But I think what, what infuriated me is just how people try to take uh, advantage of these situations because the similar things happened to me in the past and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to know whether you guys, what your guys' thoughts on the whole scenario is um, and just sort of this you know, insurance in general when it comes to sort of accidents and, and so on. And have you ever experienced any of this yourself or yourselves, should I say? I mean, I would take the approach that if you're going to have an accident, you might as well kill the other person on this basis because then at least they can't claim for stuff that hasn't happened. That's an interesting viewpoint. Well, even it? if you only sort of bump them, it just get out and just machete them. And then there's not going to be any of this problem, is it? You can pay to fix their car. And uh, there's just, I'm, I'm obviously joking. But... Yeah, I know. I mean, because, you know, they're going to be beheaded. So, I mean, like, you know, there's going to be a but lot you more... won't have insurance fraud on your criminal record. Just you won't. aggravated manslaughter. Yes. Yeah. Well. Wow. Although so, I think well, when they see you getting out of the car with the machete, they're going to think twice about insurance fraud. Yes. Yes. This this is true. This is true. Um, so I'm guessing you've never been... In... Have you ever been in a victim of insurance fraud, Rob? I, 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 I haven't, and touch wood, and very luckily for myself, I haven't actually had uh, any kind of accident where I had to talk to the insurance. Um, the most I had as an accident was somebody sort of drove into me as I kind of came out of a junction, and we kind of pulled over and was like, there was a bit of paint exchange, and she was kind of very worried that I, I, remember was, gonna, this. I was gonna fly off the handle. And I was like, well, it's just a bit of paint. The body panel isn't even damaged. I was like, not really that worried. Didn't even exchange numbers. So if she had later on decided she wanted to rinse my insurance, she couldn't have even bothered anyway. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. What about you, Mike? No, I have never had an accident in any way, shape or form. 
believe it or not, not involving another car and not in a serious enough way that insurance would have to be involved. You guys are good. You know, you guys bumped a Vectra on that a few times and, well, bumped most of the cars I've owned. Mm. But As a young driver, you drive into bins that. You drive into bins quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah stuff like that. But nothing that I would be bringing up my insurance company and, and saying, oh, I need to claim on this. Yeah. No, nothing like that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, I have, well, I have had one little accident in the past where basically it definitely wasn't my fault, but it ended up being a 50-50 split of ownership of the accident. So, but this guy... So it was 50% your fault? Well, yeah, but, you know, in my mind, it wasn't my fault. It definitely wasn't. I won't explain the whole story of what exactly happened, but essentially he tried to claim, it was him and his wife tried to claim for, um, uh, for a for a baby that didn't even exist right they didn't even like as far as i was aware they didn't even have a kid but there certainly wasn't a kid in the car and um i spoke to the insurance uh, man who came to look at my car and i was like look my and as well as this sorry he was driving a citroen c4 right and i basically the front left of my car touched the rear right of his car and um essentially i had like a tiny scratch on my bumper right and he was claiming that his parking sensors had stopped working, his rear, his front seat had collapsed, um, his baby that didn't exist, I don't know, nearly died or something like that, had whiplash. He, him and his wife had whiplash, right? And I was like, right. I said to the guy, I was like, look, let's, let's, let's look at these things in perspective. This is a 20-year-old Fiat Cinquecento, right? And all that happened to it was a tiny scratch on the, on the bumper, right? This guy is trying to claim that he needs a new front seat and his parking sensors don't, don't work. That's not as a result of the accident. That's the result of the car being French, right? <laughs> that's, that, that, that is because that is he bought a Citroen, you know? So that's not my problem. You know, that's a him problem. Um, and How hard did you hit his car? I don't know. Like, how, much damage was the, how much damage was there to the, to the car you were in? Like, like I said, Rob, it's just a scratch. On the yeah. front bumper, some paint came off. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. And I, mm. I tried to explain this to the insurance people, but they weren't really understanding. And I was like, well, you know, um, sod you then. And essentially, I suppose, I suppose, well, I suppose the, the point I was trying to make here is that I think this can be all too common. And I suppose lessons for drivers out there, regardless of whether you've had an accident or not before, make sure you get all details and evidence and uh, ring. I think we've lost Mike, um, but that's okay. He's, he's lost interest. He has lost interest. He's switched off, but that's fine. We need Not an insurance. We need an insurance host for when uh, I'm, it's, it's going to be my turn to drop out for a few minutes shortly because you guys have taken little uh, comfort breaks. <laughs> well, you're the insurance correspondent, aren't you? Am I the insurance correspondent? Why? I don't what, know. We need what to, what we qualifies need... me to be the insurance correspondent? Oh, I don't know, mate. Uh, well, the thing is, right, um, maybe we should take different roles. In the... Anyway, besides the point. So I, I should think... be the consumer advice host because of you my air be. freshener. And... But, well, I mean, all, all insurance is just fraud, though, isn't it? It is. Uh, well, is it? Well, I d okay, not all insurance is fraud, but you... What about health insurance? Mm, okay. Mm, I don't know. My point is, or, you pay someone to basically try to 
mitigate against something that might never happen. Yes. And it's all like all this like risk calculation and all this kind of stuff. It's just like a way of, especially in the UK, it's even worse than it is anywhere else I know about. Because they try to like argue that, oh, well, you're a young driver, therefore you're going to be having an accident here. And, like all you really need to insure against is the, the cost of what it costs to repair the car. And yes. then some contingency to repair the other car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100% you're right. I mean, what what annoys me in the UK in particular, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, is the fact that when you insure a car, and I mean, I suppose now it's not so much of a problem now that I've turned 25, but when you insure a car, right, if you insure a car in the rest of Europe, right, you are you can drive anyone's car with their permission, right? But yeah, I think it's in the UK that you can only drive your car. So yeah, the car insurance is done differently in the UK to other places I know about. Again, so Europe, for for example, you insure the car and you insure the. I think I don't know if it's still the case, but at one time I think in certain places it was that you insured the most valuable car that you own, and then all of the cars that you own all have the same number plate. Because mm-hmm. that is your number plate for your most expensive insurance policy. So you're, if you say, for example, you owned a, um, a, a Citroen Saxo, like an ancient Citroen Saxo, and a, a Range Rover, mm. then the Saxo would be insured up to the value of the Re- Range Rover. Right. Um, right. Obviously, you'd pay for insurance for the Range Rover. So obviously, that's going to be quite expensive. It's an expensive car, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, so then, it, it, and because it's the vehicle that's insured, so long as the person driving it has obviously the right license and has your permission, then mm-hmm. yeah, it's insured and it's, there's no issues. Um, yeah. But I, I have a feeling that that's been tightened up a little bit on now. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Like, yeah, I, I totally, totally get that. Like that, you know. But I just think in, in the UK, I think insurance is just really, really difficult. You know, to you know, if you want to drive, because so, chances are, right, there's going to be, and there's been plenty of times where you think, oh, yeah, I'd really like to be able to drive like somebody else's car because my car is not here for X, Y, and Z, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, maybe it's more of a problem for me because I own a fleet of vehicles and, you know, I have to, you so know. You get fleet insurance. Well, you can, get, I was thinking about getting traders insurance, but it was quite expensive last time I looked. It might be a bit cheaper now. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna have a look into that. But mate, if you've my... got if you've got an airline to run, you definitely need to get all of your planes insured. Well, exactly. I mean, I own several jet fighters. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I own one. So, do you know what? You're provoking me even saying it. You know, you say I always bang on about it. You want me to say my car is a jet fighter. Easy but... sash. Easy sash airlines. Easy sash airline. E- easy sash finance. Where the, where the... <laughs> Where, where, where easy, all the best financial easy, decisions come from. Easy Adib Yagmai. Yeah. <laughs> um, now wrapped up our insurance topic. And what I want to go on to next with you guys is the next part of our agenda, which I should have written down in front of me, is I want to talk about, well, this can lead us quite nicely to the next one afterwards, but the most average car or cars in history. Now, actually, this was one of your ideas, Mike. It now, was, I've been yes. Thinking about this long and hard, but I don't You've know. You've been doing your research. Well, not so much research. I've been trying to like rack my brain as to cars that are so forgettable because I think, I think that's 
in my opinion, and you know, you guys might disagree, but it's got to be something that is so like average, boring, and mundane that you completely forgot that it even existed in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's sort of what I was going for. And it also has to be a car because like the first thing that came into my head was like you know uh, a 1.9 diesel borer for example yeah very funny <laughs> uh-huh. something oh, like that at least anyway but you know they do <laughs> like a Vauxhall Vectra although well, we only remembered it because of is, how this is exactly the thing. bad it actually was so there was the borer and then the Vectra came into my head and I was like Sash is going to be looking for this as a boring vehicle but then you have to remember that like Vauxhall have the their VXR division, and, and there's a Vectra VXR. And would you say that's a boring car? Yes. Um, it's not the best car, no, but, but it's definitely not an average it's car. Terrible. It's not even remotely fun. But it's not an average car, no, though, is it? The thing is, mm, on the subject of the no. Vauxhall Vectra VXR, I have to give the, the uh, that car actually some kudos because even though it is a Vectra, which is terrible. Um, the VXR, right, when that came out, could do over 160 miles an hour, which at the time when it was for sale was faster than a BMW M5. Exactly, exactly. Because BMW limited. So I, I wouldn't say it's a great car, but it's, I think, somehow interesting in, in some respects. But it can't, it, it, that doesn't make it average. That doesn't make That's it what boring. I mean. So I, you have I, to sort of cut out all Vauxhall Vectras because the Vectra as a car has a good version of it so this then leads down to you can only really pick cars because i even and then even on the other end of the scale there's no point saying something like uh, i don't know like a like a nissan micra because yeah they don't have a sporty version but the whole purpose of the car is that it's cheap and affordable and reliable and if it if it ticks all those boxes then it's not it's not really a bland average car because it's done exactly what it's set out to do. What was that I Mazda agree. that your mum had, Sash? Um, it was a Mazda three two three F, which sounds I, like a fax machine. Was, I mean, I have to say one thing actually that was a, that was a pretty average dull car. But did um, they do a three two three turbo that was actually all right, or a three two three MPS or something? They um, no, so they, the MPS came later in the Mazda threes, but the the three two three they actually did. My mum didn't have this one, so they did three engines. They did one point five, one point eight, and they did a two liter with a V six in it. Oh yeah, that's that's right? not a boring average car then. No, no, that was actually quite quite fast as well. So I, I have to say, I wouldn't actually four wheel drive as well. Crikey! Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting, but um, I have to say one thing. Going back to your Nissan Micra point as well, I also think. Because Nissan Micra is sold in such vast numbers, everyone knows what a Nissan Micra yeah. is. So it's not a very forgettable car. Uh, right? Yeah, okay. Like a Nissan Micra. So, well, hang on. Like Average cars then must it. be like really well produced. Everyone buys one when they just think of, I need four wheels and transport, as opposed to. So, what are we thinking about? Are we thinking about really average cars or are we no, thinking about really car. boring cars? Uh, not boring. Because if you get the most boring car, it sort of becomes interesting by being that boring. Do you know what I mean? So it has to be I get what you mean, suitably Mike. interesting enough to be forgettably boring. Yeah, that's why it's just like really so run of the mill average. Just like White it is a car. Extension. It has four wheels and does well, you can't define this. Like it's just a Nissan Sunny. Oh good, good. 
good good choice there. I, have you ever have you ever, ever seen a have you ever seen a Mitsubishi Atrage? No. Uh, it's that? not something no. that's sold in the UK, I don't think. Uh, it, well, that's probably the Nissan. The Nissan Sunny here is obviously sold in vast number, numbers, along with another thing called the Mitsubishi Mitsubishi Atrage. Um, and my colleague had one. Um, oh, Hyundai Accent was the other thing I was thinking of that was just appalling. I'm just googling now, really appalling vehicles. But um, yeah, so for for a while there was a, some of these uh, Mitsubishi Atrages on. Uh, on hire for the company for us to use as additional pool cars because we were quite busy. Um, and it was so bad that he nicknamed it the Outrage because <laughs> <laughs> it had a 1.2 litre engine with a four speed automatic. Ooh, that yeah. is an interesting combination. To... It's is, not interesting. It sounds... It's well, exactly, downright yeah. dangerous in this part of the world. Well, it sounds terrible. I mean, the thing is, yeah, going back to your, to your, your point on this, I suppose it's, it's, Average is maybe one word, but I suppose maybe a better word is just forgettable. forgettable. You know, a forgettable car, right? Something that you just you didn't even you can't remember that existed. And I actually think you kind of nicked my um, you know, fame on this one actually, Rob. But fair play. Um, I actually think Japanese and Korean cars in general, there are quite a few that I thought of, right? Um, so again, it's a Nissan, right? Who remembers the Nissan Almira slash the Nissan Primera? I right. Yes, remember, I, I vaguely my remember. My neighbour of mine had one. I only remember it because it was orange, and I was a kid. Right. And that was a that was an exciting so, colour for a car. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, the fact that you guys remember it is not maybe the best. Well, I mean, it's good because your car, you, you know, you, you know. But they are so dull and so forgettable that they just. I don't even know. Like when one drives past me, I don't even recognise that it is what it is. If that makes yeah. sense. I don't think that's a Nissan Almera. I go, what that's is that? Just what? What is that? That is some car. Like, it's just it may as well like a block of cheese go past. I don't know. It's just it's. I feel like that about I mean, things like Lexuses, because the Ooh, Lexi. That's a good one. No, I, see, I quite like. I've Lexus, never. Lexi. I have no idea what a Lexus. Because Lexus for so Lexus. many years were just. Oh yeah, it's a Lexus. And it's like, yeah, it's, to be fair, it's the, the, the newer, I say newer, you know, you look at the last 10, 15 years. I think they're all right. All Lexuses always looked the same and you could never tell any different. You could never tell them apart. Mm, Except yeah. there was a Lexus. They decided they was going to make it look, they made it look like a Mercedes. And you looked at it from a while and you're like, oh, is that a Mercedes? And they got closer and you go, is that a Hyundai? No, it's a Lexus. That's and sort then, of the purpose of the car. And then you went back to your day. Yeah. And then went back to your day. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Lexus. And then you just went back to what mm. you were doing. I quite like them though. I, mean, I quite like them, and the thing is, they do have. Uh, they've got some interesting. They've got some interesting engines in them because they're Toyota underneath. So they do have, especially on the on the newer Lexus. Or, uh, sorry, not the newer ones. The slightly older ones. You know, you can get like a a. Uh, I think you might even be able to get a turbocharged. You can definitely get a three liter nine six, which is going to make a controversial comment about rear wheel drive. Oh, um, yeah. specifically about the people who own Lexuses. Yeah. In right. my mind, you know how people who drive Jags have a certain uh, people are like, oh, well, they've always got their wallet in their other trousers. And they're mm, that kind mm. of person. I think that is like those kind, same kind of people drive Lexuses, but they haven't even shelled out to buy a Jag. I think of Lexus as a poor man's Jag. Really? But they're still the same kind of person who, when it's their time to buy a round at the pub, would actually be in the toilet 
Oh, I actually quite like Lex, Le- Le- Lexus's Lexi. And I, I, I think you just proved my point really well there, Mike. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I suppose I, I'm really not doing like... the whole doesn't reach for his wallet kind of thing. Very, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. I don't know how you've managed to get this reputation. I think it's just funny to, to poke fun at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Rob, I actually have to say, um, I I actually, not for the first, and certainly won't be the last time, disagree with you. Okay. Um, because I, how, I don't know how you've come to that conclusion with Lexi drivers. Because I don't know. Because I, I think the Lexus or Lexi, whatever you want to call them, I think if okay, they are a little bit dull in my opinion from the from the outside. Visually, I don't think they're much to look at, mm-hmm. right? But I think if you're clever about your Lexi, it's actually kind of like the slightly better value almost certainly more reliable alternative to like a mercedes it is I, I would say mercedes i would say the mercedes. same thing but slightly more bmw because of the oh. you know um is it the the is 300 sort of or, or the, at least the is range they're rear wheel drive and they've got the six cylinder inline yes. up front that's the thing basically is, the makings of a bmw right there where my where my where my logic comes for, from with this is that if you buy a Toyota, it's because mm-hmm. you you don't you don't have you possibly don't have the money to spend or you don't have the interest to spend money on a on a on a, it's just some transport, right? More or less. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some there's some different examples of Toyotas that don't necessarily obey that rule, but things like the Corolla, the Camry, all those kind of things are just some transport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the money to buy a Lexus, you have the money to buy a proper car. So why yes. would you do that? Because they're all right cars. Mm, so this, you, people like them. Why would you want to buy something that's just all right? What I will say in defense of Rob here, though, Sash, is Alan Partridge drives a Lexus. Well, that's cool, right? <laughs> I mean, in what world is Alan Partridge cool? Who doesn't like Alan Partridge? Yeah, as a TV program. But of all the things people described him in as a character, cool is probably not up there. Okay, maybe. I not mean, Steve cool, Coogan but, is very I mean, funny, but he is definitely yeah. well known as a man who really likes his cars, and he's picked Alan Partridge to have a Lexus because he knows the reputation of men who drive Lexuses. Yeah, so they are actually, that kind of man. Yeah, you have to give it to Lexus though, because a I've never heard anyone ever say my Lexus is broken. <laughs> it's broken a Toyota, <laughs> right? No, no, but that's true. Because they are very well engineered, right? And blah, blah, blah. Um, and as well as this, and this is a hand on heart, a true story, right? So my brother works for a little company part-time and they do some something to do uh, with like pipe work and engineering and stuff like that. N- nothing particularly exciting. But the owner of that business, right? Let me tell you um, the cars that he has owned, right? So very well off man. He owned a BMW. No, sorry, he owned an Audi RS6 Avant, right? Positive choice. He then swapped that in and got Mercedes E63 AMG. Okay, interesting. Right. So this guy is, you know, he knows his stuff. He knows his car. He knows how to buy finance. He's doing really well. <laughs> um, well, I think, yeah. I mean, but he, he's a he's a very nice guy. But you know, he's quite wealthy as well. Blah blah. Literally, right? My dad knows him quite well as well popped in the other day and he was like where's the um where's the mercedes and he was like oh no i got rid of that i was like what, what have you got now he's like well, this around the corner and guess what it was is it gonna I'm be a lexus? a lexus 
a Lexus IS 300. Yeah, they're good cars. I like them. I like them. No, no. But the thing is, though, my dad was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. He's like, honestly, Ramis, this is my dad's name. He was like, these are so nice to drive and so comfortable, but people don't know about it because people just think, oh, it's a Lexus, right? And it's, they just sort of brush past it. You know, it's just it's just some car to a lot of people. He's like, honestly, so much so that he's bought his wife one as well. And he's bought another one just because it was just a really low mileage one. Has he had- I was going to say, I'm guessing these are new. No, 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 no. These are well, new. This is what I was going to say, these the second hand ones, because people just sort of don't give them really too much thought. They're super cheap. You can pick them up for like, you know, a decent ish. Uh, okay, I'd take the word decent back. An all right running car for like, you know, 1500 quid. It's not high mileage, yeah, yeah, yeah. not like dodgy inside or anything. And for that, you know, you get, you get yourself a three litre inline six rear wheel drive, fairly well built, in fact, very well built, kind of sporty car. I, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I, I, you'll never convince me otherwise that Lexuses are, are appalling, but that's just my opinion, obviously. Everyone's... I mean, but I, it just, it's just interesting because, yeah, these, these ISs, they aren't, they aren't new, the ones that he's got. But honestly, he swears by them. He said, obviously, they're a little bit thirsty, they're a little bit juicy to run, but he's like, they're so nice to drive. And I, actually, to be fair, Mike, I have to say, quite a good analogy to maybe a, a Japanese BMW of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, but the thing is, though, I have to say, if there's any car brands that I know less, the least about the range, right? And I like to think I'm pretty well versed in a lot of car brands. It's probably Lexus. I have no idea what they're making at the moment, right? I know the IS is maybe still a thing. I don't, mm. I, but I have no, I, I have no idea what they make. Somebody said to me, can you tell me, they point out a brand new Lexus to me and go, can you tell me what Lexus that is? I wouldn't have a clue. Okay. Right. The so, disagrees with I them, Rob. Think... Lexus is not a boring car. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think, I, 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 I don't know. I, but the thing is, I probably wouldn't go out and buy a Lexus myself. Uh, For fifteen hundred quid, I was but... genuinely looking at them on AutoTrader about two weeks ago, and we've, I was. We've kind of, yeah. Chaps, we've kind of gone off topic about boring cars. We started talking about Lexuses. Well, we have, yeah. Well, so I... we get, get back on topic, Ash. What's your What's your car? you'd go for here because we've had what was it a nissan and i said nissan almera and primary but i also had a couple and rob sort of alluded to one of them already which was um toyota aris but again the whole purpose of the car is that it it's cheap and reliable and usable and also like you said they're everywhere same as the nissan micro they're everywhere I've i've got one out in front of my driveway right now yeah, but that's you just happen to live next to somebody who's got one. It's like saying if a Rolls Royce Phantom was next to you know, well, actually, probably not in Stevenage, but you know, if there was a well, Nikki's sister owns uh, two. What Phantoms? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you need to tell us something. Or Aris is, uh, I actually tell a lie, it's a Yaris, they own two Yaris, Yari. Oh, yeah. Yaris is everywhere, they're like cockroaches. exactly. Yeah, the Aris is just a Yaris, but different. Yeah, I mean. My mom owns a Yaris for crying out loud. But anyway, <laughs> but um, and then my final one that I had, because I didn't Google any of this. I was just trying to think off the top of my head about cars. That I just think I just would forget about the Chevy Aveo. Like, I don't even know what that is. I'm going to Google that now. Yeah. Chevrolet, Chevrolet. I don't even know how to spell Chevrolet. Chevrolet Aveo. Aveo. Okay. Yeah, no, that's 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 basically yeah, that is terrible. indeed a car. That is just some car. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So was were lights um, an optional extra on that? Would you like to <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, you mentioned I, those are actually yeah, really think... popular here. I just sort of passed them by as if yeah. I was literally going to say oh, you, you can't really pick a, an American car, but now you've said it, I've seen these kicking around, but they're just really forgettable. Yeah, yeah, they are. There's <gasps> actually someone around the corner from my parents' house with one. You know what these seen are? It this weekend. You know what these are? This is because didn't Chevrolet buy that failing Korean brand? Dayu. Dayu? Dayu, yeah, because I, the only reason why I remember this is because you know the old Top Gear reasonably priced car, the Chevrolet Lissetti, yeah. which I think is also kind of forgettable because you never see them on the road. Yeah. Um, it used to be a Dayu Lissetti. Yeah. And yes, yeah, Chevrolet bought Dayu because you used to have the Chevy Matiz. Well, no, you had the Dayu Matiz, and then you had the Chevy That's right. Matiz, like a yeah. branded yeah. one. Awful. Yeah, every, and everyone remembers the yeah. Matiz, yeah. right? But yeah. for, for I don't know what reason, but you know they're, they're not even that common. But everyone knows of them. Everyone, yeah, everyone, exactly. At, at some point, you were at school with somebody who, who got their first car, and it was a Matiz. I think that's what it is. That's why I remember it from. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get them with a. 0.8 liter engine. What's about, about a Daihatsu Siron? See, Daihatsu is a very good shout. That That is a but good shout. I think it comes back to, you know, it's fulfilling a purpose. Yeah, but do you, could, could if I put a, some pictures of cars in front of you, would you be able to pick out a Daihatsu Siron? No, absolutely not. In no Just way would I be able to do that. So we need to chalk that up onto mm. the wall of forgetting useless cars. That's true. I've got I've got one sort of point from me. If I, it, again, it's Japanese this time. It's I don't want to stereotype all of them, but Mitsubishi's. Yeah. Right. Does everyone remember the Mitsubishi? Oh, what was it called? The Mitsubishi Galant. I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty forgettable car. In my oh, I don't know though. We have two of them as drivers' cars at work, so I won't forget them for that reason. But it is an appalling looking vehicle. Hmm. Mm. And there's other Mitsubishi as well. Like, okay, I'm not going to say the Mitsubishi Colt because that's quite small um, and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, if somebody said to me today, what is Mitsubishi's range? And I actually think I heard or was reading in the newspaper the other day that Mitsubishi are actually thinking of pulling out of the UK market because nobody buys their cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you've got, hang on, what have you so, got? You've got um, the Lancer? You've got that pickup they do. The, the what? Mitsubishi. So the thing that was the, the mean, Lancer what? was like the Lancer, yeah, Lancer, come on. like the basic the base model. Oh. The other thing that was that is like the Evo. Yeah, the Evo. It's a Mitsubishi Evo. Yeah, because it was the yeah. Lancer Evo. It's the Lancer yeah, that's e- it. Evolution. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Mitsubishi. You obviously got the Shogun or the Pajero, depending yeah. on your orientation. Yeah, but they don't sell them. They like they they don't sell all of these in the UK anymore. Like I'm looking at the Mitsubishi website as we speak, right? And Mitsubishi currently only sell the Shogun, okay. which is which I is mean. actually not bad, yeah. Which is an okay car, and the Fev, not the Fev, what's it called? They call oh, it the Fev. electric it's, I think it's the Outland. Oh, one. that thing, yeah. I actually knew a guy who was going to buy yeah. one. They look okay as well. They're all right. What about what was that other one? That that the, the pickup one they did was a L two hundred. Yeah, I mm. mean, can you classify that as a car though? Or is it a commercial vehicle in your mind? Well, 
I wasn't really thinking of pick up. I mean, you can include it, yeah. But I was just saying, I mean, I wasn't talking necessarily about new Mitsubishis here either, but I just think the Galant, in my mind, is just quite a forgettable car. It's just... Yeah. So I'm going to... But yeah, I mean, I suppose that's... I'm going to throw out Go uh, something that's weirdly along the same lines as all of this. So we've had a few Nissans, had a few Mitsubishis now as well, gone through their list. What's going to complete that trifecta of cars? A Suzuki? Uh... Renault. Ooh, Red, interesting. What? Renault. The Renault Laguna. Oh. oh, that is a good one, actually. Game, yeah, set, they match are. to Mr. Hargreaves. They are that's very nice boring, sport. forgettable cars. And my dad's owned one. And he bought it for 150 quid, and it ran, and it ran, and it ran. But it's still a very... He actually sold it because he knew if he didn't sell it, that he forced himself to sell it. Because, you know, if he didn't sell it then, he wouldn't get rid of it because it just wouldn't break. It was so cheap, he couldn't, you know, you can't do wrong on a 150-quid car. No. So he just hated it. Just did not like it. Exactly, yeah. And I was looking these up. I was looking these up. Renault Laguna. That's it. I was looking these up, and, yeah, they're just, there is no redeeming feature about them. They all came no, with very... Average engines. Well, I say this is the thing. This is what I was going about. They're not. They're not bad cars by any stretch of the imagination. The engines weren't, you know, notoriously terrible and broke all the time. But none of them were particularly exciting. The estate. The, looks the design actually... of the cars wasn't. You know, it wasn't terrible. Everything worked as it should. The design of it was fine, but it also wasn't particularly amazing. It was just kind of there. You're. You're. you're I couldn't agree with you more. Hang Mark, on a minute. With you. Isn't the Renault Laguna? The same as that Nissan Primera thing you just mentioned. I think underneath. it may be. This is this is no because Nissan and Renault oh, no, are not. like one company, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. It, it, it can't be. They look very similar. I mean, I'm gonna do have I to mean, do something would... really sacrilegious and Wikipedia the Renault Laguna. Oh, that's gonna so be a really amazing. interesting read for you. That's <laughs> the only so thing, and I'm. They're built in South Africa. They... Suddenly, these are interesting. <laughs> they're not. They're not. No. though, are they? <laughs> not even I mean, remotely. I was going to say. I think, and Rob, you might be able to verify this for me since you're on Wikipedia. But I think the Renault Laguna was the first car ever to be awarded with a five-star Euron Cap safety rating. It was. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think that's even remotely interesting about it. I, they did do one with a V6, they did a I coupe. Think, but it wasn't sporty. 24, so they did, what, a 3.5-litre, 24-valve V6. Did they? Madness! And what power was that putting I out still, there? Uh, um, 238 brake horsepower. Ooh. That's not okay. a lot of horsepower no. for a 3.5. I was going to say, yeah. Considering the three liter got three hundred two hundred thirty five, you have all the inconvenience of an extra half a liter of displacement for three horsepower. <laughs> Look, it's all about <laughs> my point and exactly. It was, slower, and it was one second. It was one tenth of a second slower to sixty. <laughs> oh crikey! They saw those guys coming. Wait, didn't so, they? Ha- so hang on. They did a three liter. Mm. But they also did a three and a half liter, which was slower. Was made... Do you want to know what's even better? Slower. The three liter V6 was a diesel, <laughs> and it was faster than the three point five liter petrol. <laughs> really? <laughs> Suddenly, this has become quite interesting. You 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's still it's still not interesting. It's interestingly bad, maybe. But I mean, I, it's I wouldn't even go. There. Do you know what? Funny you should mention that. So, um, on the subject of like stuff that just doesn't make sense, right? So, who remembers the Alfa Romeo one five six? I do. Not the one I had, but the smaller mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah. So, you know how people buy estate cars, right, for um, more space, mm-hmm. right? Alpha, I think, are the only car maker in history that the Estate 156 had a smaller boot than the Saluna, which how, it was based. How, 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 Don't ask. Because just they did. had to move stuff. Because what they what they worked out was probably that if you put stuff in the back, it would upset the weight distribution. So they had to make it smaller so you couldn't put too many, too much stuff in the back. That sounds very Italian and probably was true. Come to Unless you filled it. your boot with lead. Uh, and then it would just upset all the Italian engineers. Yes, yes. No, you're you're right. I do you know what, chaps? I'm really impressed with this um with this topic actually because I think we've come up all with very good candidates. It doesn't say a lot about selected. us, is it, that we can remember really boring cars? Well, I mean, we're car enthusiasts at the end of the day. We we know what's good. I have to say, if I had to pick one, which I think stood for good, I think it's, I've got to give it to Mike. I think the Laguna. Yeah, he's hit the nail on the head there. Probably is just probably yeah. tops it all. And it is based. It's the really Nissan done. Altima is based is the same thing, not the Primera, but the Altima. So you guys jointly right. have won that, I think. Well, fair play. I mean, one one nil to us. Maybe we need to do more features, like not necessarily this particular topic but other things like that and you see who who comes up with the most suitable car for that criteria Mike and Sash do um, what colour is more this is interesting to watch paint drying on <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh blimey um, no but I've I got to say Renault Laguna if you pick them up cheap because you can you can pick them up unbelievably cheap like yes yeah, nobody wants you know them. normally you're talking 12 months MOT 500 pounds no these are 12 months MOT 200 quid like they're just, yeah, just nobody. Will. And I thought I've actually sat in a Renault Laguna once, and I remember the seats were quite comfy. Yeah, the, this this is the thing. The car is actually like not a bad car. It's French cars not... are notoriously comfortable. They are, they are, they are very comfortable. And I, yeah, I agree with you, Mike. I don't think they're bad cars. I think you know maybe a bit flimsy in places, but all French cars are. Well, you're sort um, of, you know, the, you the, know. the price range that it was in was of that sort of thing. You know, it just is. Mm. It's just a car. It's like the most. Yeah. It's just a car, car that's ever been made. Mm. Mm. Well, um, I I think what we can do this kind of leaks very neatly. I think to the next topic, but I only introduce it this time, and I think we can elaborate it on the other podcast that we'll do in the future. But boring cars are, are boring, as we or not all cars that are just forgettable are forgettable because they have no particular redeeming features right now in my mind there's only one way to rectify this Mm -hmm. right and that is modification right so hear me out are you contemplating a a renault laguna with a body kit no no, no, that i would pay to see should we make a track day car out of a renault laguna (laughs) (laughs) that would be a half meter v6 drop a two drop a two jz a one jz in there (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping the original we, engine. That is going to be a powerhouse. <laughs> we we should maybe do that. That might get a lot of um. That might get a lot of attention actually. But the thing is, it won't get any maybe attention. for the wrong people reasons. look at it and then immediately forget they've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the point that I'm trying to make is that you know a lot of people in the in, in the world modifying cars is a big industry right across the globe now, and I think it, obviously people just don't want to have necessarily a, a car that is standard and that any other Joe blogs can just go out and buy say a BMW 3 Series for example and go well why should he have the same car that I have so I'm going to do some modifications and make mine better in their minds right so I'll sort of leave it on this do we agree well what's everyone's thoughts on mods on cars yes I don't know I don't have a I don't if you do them well I don't see that there's an issue I think even if you do them mm. badly, there's no issue. I think it's fine. <laughs> there's no issue. I love bad mods. Like, I love them. People who've just, like, you know, cable-tied things to their car. People who've made a spoiler out of, like, whatever they can find in their shed. I love it. Like, mm. I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's a way... Of, I suppose it's a way of self-expression. Exactly, yeah. Because you can't afford to mod your car cars. and put, you know, all this crazy expensive carbon fibre and all the rest of it on. It doesn't matter. Buy yourself a Renault Laguna. Buy yourself a Renault Laguna. There are some some pieces of wood to the back. Happy days. And just stick a wing yeah. on the back and just you know be fine. <laughs> See, yeah, no, I just um, disagree with that. I think people like that should be taken out and shot. You want it? You're, you're a though, purist, Rob. are you, Rob? Is that it? Well, like purist I don't. I, there's, a, there's, a, there's certain levels of things you can modify, and I think once you start replacing panels with carbon fiber panels. For a car that is only used on the road, you are a bit of a mug. Why? Um, and it might not just be used on the road. It might be tracked. Uh, yeah, but a, a, cars that are designed for the track don't work on the road in the same way that cars that are designed to work on the road rarely work on the track. Well, you know, never, you're never going to be setting blistering lap times in a road car. No, but it's about having fun, though, isn't it? It's not about setting the next world record. Like, it's why would you want to turn up like somebody who is a a half-witted farmhand who's glued a bit of plywood to his car? Why would you go around advertising to the world that you've been lobotomized? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, look, let's 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 not get too. Well, I mean, I can tell obviously you're quite passionate about this, Rob um about you know anti-mods and do you know what i i i don't i don't really i agree with some of your from some of both of your points really um i do think that what makes me laugh is that you know car makers spend billions of pounds on r&d and research and stuff like that to make their cars you know fit for purpose of which they were intended for right i just think it's funny sometimes watching whoever trying to think that they can do better than say bmw or audi or i whatever feel like you're like, uh, pointing this directly at me there Sasha. are you no 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 but but i'll i'll, I'll get back to it the thing is though <laughs> it is oem is... plus bmw <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i have to say i i've never been big into mods right so I, I actually, I'm a fan of OEM standard cars. I like originality in a Your car. Fiat, right? Fiat I'm Cinquecento. All... That's standard, isn't it? No, it has a yellow yeah. door. Modded. Well, Modded. Body that's kit. Not, that's not mod. That's not, that's and not it has a sump guard. Is... Yeah, but I've taken that off now. Yeah, but it had a sump guard. I know it had a sump guard because I yeah, made but... the sump guard. 
Yes, and it wasn't particularly a well-designed sump guard, so that kind of proves the modification <laughs> no, thing that I was trying to about make. Everything I've just said about you looking like a half-witted farmhand, and I thought about the welding job I did on that sump guard. Yeah. <laughs> what I should have done is worn a straw hat and dungarees while I did it. <laughs> yes, I mean, so I mean, the 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 point is, I don't think I, I I'm all about OEM personally, but I appreciate that there is this car culture around car mods or whatever, but. In my opinion, people who make car mods to, um, you know, go faster, unless you're spending a lot of money, you won't actually go that much faster. Classic case in point, who remembers that Top Gear episode years and years and years ago now where they bought, on the subject of Renault, a Renault Aventime. Right, I don't know if, Rob, if you remember yeah. this one or might, we might have watched it. And they tried to see if they could beat a Mitsubishi Evo standard around the track for the same amount of money. No. Not the same amount of money, but like, I don't know, half the price or two thirds or whatever, because a lot of people think, oh, I can just modify my car and just go from there. I can I can beat a Ferrari Enzo around the track. And you just can't unless no you go to town on it. Yeah. You've just built a different car. Yeah, exactly. But it's possible. Mm. You could mm. have made that Renault Aventime do that, but it wouldn't be a Renault Aventime anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Basically, what you're saying then in that case is if you want a car faster than another car, just buy a faster car in the first place. Well, the mods aren't just about going mm. fast, though. It's about looking looking cool while you're doing it, you know? <laughs> Why go fast when you can look fast? I mean, as every 17-year-old yeah. boy has ever thought when they bought themselves their first, like, Saxo or yeah. so Clio. Might- your pro, your pro mods, Rob. Your, yeah, you sound yeah. like you're pretty anti mods. Have any of you I'm, 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 ever done any I'm, modifications to your car? And when I talk in mods, I'm talking the serious stuff. Well, not serious stuff, no. But I have modded. Oh, this is yeah. I'm 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 going right into the cliches here. I I have modified the first car that I had when I was 17. In as much as, you know, we we did all the interior like put new sound system in it had like all that kind of stuff had um oh actually i tell you what i remember my sister's first car was a purple nissan micra and she covered the entire interior with purple fur wow which i say is one of the best mods going that's the most cornwall modification (laughs) ever i kind of wish i had carpet in my bmw you know real furry shag pile yeah shag pile carpet on the bottom Underneath the pedals, that would be amazing. Shag. And that's oh. a, that, you know, that kind of mod, it's just funny. I don't, I don't it's not, you're never going to go faster. Have you seen those cars where they put grass on the outside? Yes, yeah, I exactly. It's that's kind of funny. Yeah. That I, yeah. Well, I mean, chaps, I, I have to say, it sounds like we've got quite varied opinions on on mods. And I thought I'd just bring it up just as a, you know, just as a, just as a little bit of an introduction. We can maybe talk about it more from a, Another podcast, but I think that sort of brings our topics for today to a close. Um, thank you very much for uh, partaking again, as always, chaps. And thank you to, I don't know how many listeners we have now, but, you know, to the two or three of you that are, you know, still with us or not with us. Um, we hope. If we can get more listeners than hosts, I think well, that's when we can <laughs> ourselves winners. <laughs> so we need to aim for four plus. And this uh, is how we don't get invited back, Mike, because Sasha's like, if we've got one listener, it's only me, <laughs> then, then we have an equal number. And then if me and you listen, Rob, 
Such as, you know, he's, 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 he's so, so this is now thinking, which one do I have to sack? Yes. Um, <laughs> we're on pay. I was going to say, I'm not paying any of you. So, um, yeah. So actually being sacked is a great thing because it means we get some of our free time back. <laughs> don't pretend <laughs> that you don't enjoy it. Um, don't pretend like, don't pretend like you use your free time, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't pretend like you have a social life now. You yeah. started doing this podcast. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's dedicated to the cause. Although, in serious interest, um, I have had a, a fair few people that I, I know that are enjoying these podcasts. So thank you to the two or three of you that are listening um, uh, for tuning in. So that concludes. No, shoot, shoot to the stars. Thank you for the four people who are listening. Uh, yeah, yeah you can send us a message and spice up the show by we can read out your messages. Oh, yes. Maybe you've got some suggestions about things we could talk about. Yes, that would be really good. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll put that on my uh, page for the podcast and my channel and also on my personal page. Chaps, if you wouldn't mind of, of most, you don't have to post if you don't want to, but if you ask anybody for some, for some ideas, I will certainly do the same as well. And that can make it interesting. Maybe we can get people to write in about their, yeah, about particular topics or stories or anything like that. And um, that might be quite interesting. Um, so yes, thank you once again and uh, stay well and stay safe and uh, see you for the next one. Well, bye to all of us. Bye.